You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 52. All right, we are back with another interview. Since last week, I released a bonus episode that I hope you listened to because it was incredible. Today's guest is actually a current favorite music artist of mine for the last year or so, Elizabeth Grace. You may have heard her hit single, Like Myself, through your car radio or on Spotify as she is an apostolic singer dominating the Billboard Christian music charts. Elizabeth shares her struggles about mental health, the power of music, and how God opened doors for her dream career. She is tender and smart and so inspiring. I know you'll love her just as much as I do. So here we go, guys. Episode number 52 that I am calling Power of Music with Elizabeth Grace. You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? Before we get to why you're here, let me share two special deals with you from some friends of mine. The Hello Awesome Podcast wants to welcome back our sponsor, Nuggles, for a new season. Through affordable, modest fashion, Nuggles aims to provide beauty with comfort. From dresses to slip skirts, modesty doesn't have to sacrifice style. Hello Awesome listeners can use the exclusive 10% discount code by using Hello Awesome 10 during checkout. Head to Nuggles.us to browse their full collection today. Again, that's N-U-G-G-L-E-S dot U-S to shop high quality products to add to your modest wardrobe today. Do you firmly believe that our relationship with Jesus should impact every part of our lives, including the clothes that we wear? We do too, and so do our friends over at The Modest Poppy. If you're ready for casual wear that's high quality for the modern Christian girl, Use their special discount code TMP20 for 20% off your next order at themodestpoppy.com. You can be a witness for Jesus just by what you wear. So take advantage of these special offers from our incredible sponsors right now. Keeping great content and products coming takes not only time, but money. This got me thinking, how can I keep doing what I love, creating stuff you love, while also building a special program just for Hello Awesome's most loved supporters. Enter in Patreon. Patreon is an amazing website where I have put together an exclusive reward membership system. For as low as $2 a month, I will exchange your financial contribution with incredible benefits not found anywhere else. This includes bonus podcast episodes that haven't even been released yet, audio content, free digital copies of all of my books, current and future, beautiful phone wallpapers, an official Hello Awesome tote bag, and so much more. Just go to patreon.com backslash hello awesome. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com backslash hello awesome to become a Hello Awesome Patreon today or click the link in the show notes. I appreciate you so much. And just giving a little bit to Hello Awesome, you will receive so much exclusive content from yours truly. One more thing. Did you know my books, The Palace Keepers and The Glitter Effect, are available as an ebook and paperback on Amazon? 
That's right. Just search the titles and add them to your next Amazon order. And you can actually have one of my books in your hands in just a few days. Your support means the world to me. It really fills my heart and it financially supports current and future Hello Awesome projects. Head to the show notes for a direct link to my Amazon author bio for more details. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. I have a treat for you today. It is another interview, but this person is very special to me personally because we listen to her music all the time in the car uh, at our house. It is Elizabeth Grace. I am so thankful that she has taken time to be here on the podcast with me. So Elizabeth, please take some time to introduce who you are, what you do, and where people might know you from. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so hi, everybody. My name is Elizabeth Grace. Uh, I'm 20 years old, and I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I'm a Christian music artist, and I'm currently um, charting on the top three in Billboard um, with my re- most recent single, Like Myself. Um, you might have heard me on the radio, or you might have just seen me at church conferences, or so on and so forth, or you just might not know me at all, and that's perfectly fine. Here <laughs> you know me now from introducing myself to you, so it's great to talk to you this awesome podcast and be on here. I'm really excited to, you know, just share a little bit about my testimony with you guys. So, yeah. Yeah. So I definitely want to talk about that because, um, I obviously was looking up when I first heard your, um, music, I really loved it. And then, you know, realizing that you were apostolic, I was like, this is awesome. This is amazing. Um, and so I was just so, uh, just blown away, obviously, by your talent, but also just by your story. So can you just take a minute and share the beginning stages of how you even got into music and how that all kind of unfolded for you in the beginning? Yeah, for sure. Um, So it's kind of a really just God thing story. It's really crazy. Um, The best way that I can just explain it is that music really just like fell into my lap. so it is kind of hard when people will ask me, um, you know, how to become a Christian artist and all these kind of things. Cause I'm like, I don't know because God literally just gave this to me and he's mm-hmm. so kind for that and doing that for me because music has always been really special to me. Um, so I've been singing with our church, like our little church praise team since I was about 14. Uh, but I sang in the tenor section and um, if you know anything about music, tenors usually that's where males sing in like the deeper voices. <laughs> and so I kind of just hid in that section because um, I was really nervous. I was really shy and I, uh, I didn't really think I could sing that good. Like I knew that I could carry a melody, um, carry a tune or whatever, but it wasn't, you know, anything special I thought. Um, so whenever I was about 15 or 16, um, I really started struggling with my mental health and, um, I was really going through some things and was diagnosed with depression. And in that time, I really started questioning my belief in God and in my belief in um, just everything that I was doing. I just didn't, I just didn't want to believe it because I, I got angry at God for random things about, you know, why am I feeling this way and why do bad things happen and all this kind of stuff, which I think, you know, they're good questions to ask, but I, went about the wrong way. I didn't really ask those questions. I just, I I didn't want to know an answer. I just wanted to complain Mm -hmm. and be angry. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, uh, I, I think I was pretty much on the, I was pretty much agnostic at that point. I just, I was sick of everything. And I, uh, I told my parents that I was sick of it and it was really 
it was a really bad time for me. And I, I turned to music in that time, uh, but it was more so, it wasn't any kind of Christian music. It was kind of darker music that, you know, I felt sad and this music was sad and I related to these artists and what they were saying. And they're just like, I'm depressed. And that's, that's the end of the story. Fast forward a little bit. And I started, I finally just was like, you know what? I'm not going to let depression define me. And I'm not going to just allow this to take over my life and let myself be miserable all the time. So I, um, I, I started trying to get connected with God and I didn't really know how to do that because I kind of just been under my parents, like the whole time, just kind of like doing whatever I saw people do at church, but it was never really for myself. Yeah. So it was kind of, I was really lost in that time. And my music manager, my current music manager, Ray Irvin, he, uh, goes to church with me and he was a Christian rapper for a while and he had just left that industry and he came out of the church and he was like, okay, well, he still really wanted to be involved in music and stuff. Cause he's a great writer. And he decided to make a songwriting ministry at our church and he went to a few people and I was one of them. But even when I talked to him afterwards, he said, I didn't know that you could sing. Like, I didn't know you could sing, sing. Like I knew that you sang tenor. I saw you on the praise team. So I was like, okay, that's somebody who sings, you know, enough. Um, but we, uh, we started getting together and he told me that he thought my voice was awesome. And I, I wasn't used to that because I just, I didn't think that I had any kind of good voice at all. So I was like, Oh, well this is, this is cool. I like, you know, I love getting compliments. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Uh, I, uh, I, um, I went to the, uh, songwriting ministry night one night and I was the only one that showed up. And I was like, hey, well, I wrote the song, and I was just, you know, wanted to see if maybe you'd want to sing over it. And I was like, yeah, sure. Because, uh, I mean, I had no idea that Ray had access to putting things on Spotify or anywhere, really. I just, I didn't know how any of that stuff worked. I'd never even considered going into music um, at sure. all. Mm-hmm. So, um, he, uh, I did a song. I, like, sang the song. I took it and like one take and that was it. it took maybe like three minutes and then he's like well that's kind of all all there is I don't have anything else planned for tonight because nobody else shut up I was like okay so I left and a couple weeks later it was New Year's Eve and he was like hey you remember that song that you sang like a couple weeks ago I was like yeah he said okay well I'm releasing it on Spotify and everywhere tomorrow and I was like what <laughs> wow so uh, I was very shocked and that song was The Ones by Ray Urban and I featured on it Um, And it got a really, really good, like more than anything that I could have ever expected. Like I didn't even expect like a hundred listens because I just don't, I don't comprehend how like music works and stuff, you know? Right. Um, It's it's hard to comprehend numbers. Like you have to realize there's 7 billion people in the world and like, you know, it's just, it's just very weird, especially like even saying, oh, I got 500,000 listens. That's like 500,000 individuals who've listened to the song, which is just mind boggling (laughs) to me. Mm -hmm. Um, like would like myself but with this I think the last time I checked it like within a couple months like a month or two it had hit like 60,000 listens or something and that was insane to me yeah um so he sat me down and he was like hey I think that you could be a really really good artist um because I told him my story and what I was going through he said I feel like there are a lot of people out there that feel that way and you know the things that you're going through need to be talked about and I think you'd be a great um you know leader in this kind of movement and I was like yeah, I'd definitely be interested because at that time I kind of just been working jobs. I like, I just started working straight out of high school cause I didn't really know what I wanted to do with college. And mm-hmm. like, I knew that I kind of wanted to go to college, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I didn't want to waste money, but right. and then kind of mm-hmm. the rest is history. It just, it kind of blew up from there. So 
I love that because it was so natural and it happened so organically, which is amazing when something like that does kind of fall into your lap because it's not something that you forced, you know? And I think that's when we could see really God's hand in it is when it's not like you were kind of knocking on doors and, and, and like pushing. And it's okay if we did that too. But yeah. when it happens so organically like this, it's just more special, I think. Yes, I agree. And it kind of was just like a, like a very obvious sign that this is where God wanted me to go. Because even in further things with my music, um, I got really good connections with people that just by things that would, you would say happened by chance, like just posting one video on my Instagram story and a member of 10th Avenue North just happened to see it. And he happened to reach out to me and bring me to Nashville. And he connected me to all the labels and all those things. And it was just very crazy. Like it's just, God's really just been looking out for me. And I just, I'm so thankful for that, you know? Yeah. So I bet since then, I mean, this past year has been just a whirlwind of (laughs) just a bunch of stuff happening. So I want to know how, how did you get connected with a label and actually signed? You know, I think people who maybe have a dream to become a a, a singer, um, they might not actually know what it takes. And I just want to know from like your perspective as an artist emotionally and just going through everything how how did that happen for you well um that's what whenever I said earlier like it's kind of hard to explain because um a lot of things really I don't want to say that I didn't work for it because there were things that I had to you know work on like the things that I write um and you know I think it's just being vulnerable um in your creative process you know you need to write about your feelings don't just write some like general thing that you hope somebody will like just talk about what you've been through and you know talk about the things that are important to you because at the end of the day people can tell if something is fake or not you know you can't tell somebody else's story and mm-hmm. it it never hits right whenever you are you can tell when you're trying to reach a general audience compared to like when this song is like wow like you can tell this artist really went through that and it really struck them, you know, and I can feel mm-hmm. that for me. Like I relate to this song. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, especially in Christian music, um, which I'm not bashing Christian music at all, but um, there's a lot in, uh, I think, contemporary music where it's just, it all sounds very similar. Um, same mm-hmm. words are used all the time, the same phrases, just very similar stuff. And that's okay. I mean, everybody has different tastes, but for me personally, I like, um, to connect to an artist, like, and, and a song, like one-on-one just be like, wow, this song really just relates to specific parts of my situation, not just like a general feeling, you know, yeah. I don't know if that makes very much sense. Yeah, it does. Um, mm-hmm. but for me, how I got connected to labels was by, um, Jeff Owen is the guitarist for 10th Avenue North. Um, he just reached out to me because I posted a video of myself singing on Instagram. So, um, which I don't really do that as much anymore. I really want to, but I think sometimes I'm a very big perfectionist. So I'm always like, no, this isn't good enough. And then I don't post it. But, um, I think, you know, go out there and be bold and post songs that you like to sing, you know, and if you, if you play an instrument, play that and just put it out there. It's not like a, Oh, look at me thing. But if you're trying to become an artist, then you need to, you need to be bold and, you know, realize that, um, no one's going to find you if you don't put yourself out there, you know? Yeah. So, um, there's also like, I'm sure that you could email 
labels and people connected to labels and so on and so forth, but it's really just building relationships with people. Um, Jeff Owen, I think saw something in me and saw something in my story. So I ended up signing with dream because they were more, they gave me more independence, I think than anybody else dream, I think was just so eager to work with me. I could tell that they were really behind everything that I was saying. And they're like, we ready to sign you now. Like we don't want to wait a year or two, three, like we want to wait now. Like we want to go now. I was just like, okay, well, I prayed about it because, you know, sometimes if, if you think about it, you're like, okay, well, I don't want to just take the first opportunity and jump on that because it's just an opportunity. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a label and be starstruck about something. But mm-hmm. I really felt like they would give me the freedom to do whatever I wanted to do as an apostolic. And just as an individual, I could be creative and not be confined in any kind of box. Yeah, I think it's just really building relationships and just putting yourself out there and getting connected with people to become an artist. So, Yeah, I love that. And I love all that advice that you share because I think it's very important for us to realize that it is about, like you said, building relationships with people. It's about that connection. And that's what music does. It connects us with the heart of the person, and especially with Christian music. When you listen to a person's heart and how they're worshiping God or how they're speaking about um, Mm -hmm. a situation that's very personal to them, it does do something to our, to our hearts. And I think that's really important to be tapped into. Um, Yeah. So why don't you share a little bit about your writing process? How does your writing process look for you right now? So it's kind of like, I, I like to write with one of my really good friends, his name's John Gamble, because he, he, he's also a perfectionist like myself and like myself, sorry. (laughs) But, um, I, will basically just put a bunch of concepts into my notes and just whatever I'm feeling, I will write it down. Just kind of like keeping a diary basically. Um, And I kind of refine it into a song form whenever I get with him because he's a very good musician. And for my writing process, I like to be like, I like to listen to the music before I create like solid lyrics. Um, Some people are different. Some people can just write, they write lyrics and then they'll find a melody or something afterwards. But um, my usual process is I, get the concept and what I'm feeling and what I'm dealing with me and my friend Jonathan will sit down he'll play the guitar play the piano and then I just kind of go um and while we're doing that we come up with melodies um and we just basically track it and send off the demos to my label and see if it's a, a hit or a miss and that's that's pretty much it it's nothing super fancy or complicated um so yeah <laughs> yeah that's awesome Well, a lot of people don't really know this because I do a lot more writing and art stuff, but I love music as well. And I do, um, I am also in the choir and I do some songwriting, but I haven't done (laughs) anything to the level as you, but I do, I do love songwriting. It's so personal and it's so awesome. Um, But I think sometimes we forget that we can still have fun with it and that it's okay to have fun with it. Um, Do you feel that way that sometimes maybe in Christian music, we are kind of reluctant to have fun with our songwriting and our, and just our music, even though we're still glorifying God? Yes. I think there's a reason that Christian music has like radio Christian music has stayed the same for the past 20 years. Um, I think it's safe. You know, Um, it all sounds the same melody wise and chord progressions and lyrics, like every song, it just sounds like every other song in my opinion. Um, and I don't blame anybody for that at all. Cause I still think they're beautiful songs and they have beautiful lyrics and that doesn't take away the work and the artistry behind that. Cause if that's just what you're feeling, then, you know, I think my, 
my issue is just kind of like using the same words. Like we mentioned water and we mentioned fire and heaven coming down and stuff like that. And just, it's just the same words over and over and over again. I think there's just, I just wish that there was a broader vocabulary to use. Um, and it can be used. It's just, it's just different. And I think people are scared to try new things and that's understandable. Nobody wants to leave that house of the familiar, you know, you want to just kind of stay in your little bubble and be comfortable. Um, so I, I definitely think that now there have been artists like myself and um, Elevation Rhythm and Switch and a bunch of different bands who um, are wanting newer sounds. They're like, okay, well, this music is kind of, I th you can kind of tell it's been here for so long and I think people want something new. One of my main things is that I want to make music for people who were like me whenever I was 16. I want them to have that sound. I want them to have the story behind it that they can relate to, but realize that it's not, I'm depressed, period. It's like, I'm depressed, but God is helping me through the situation. And God can help me through the situation and let you know that it's not just you're depressed and that's the end of the story and just accept that. Like you can, you can get through these situations, you know, and not mm. even just depression. I mean, anxiety, any kind of issue that you're going through doesn't even have to be mental health. It's just like, whatever it is you're dealing with, realize that that's not the end. You have more to your story. Um, and I feel like the best way to connect to today's youth is by making music that they like, <laughs> you know? Um, so I think now we're kind of, we're kind of pushing out of that box and we're moving towards um, a newer sound, um, like my generation of music. And I'm really excited about it. I think we're kind of moving forward and I think it's going to be something really great. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I think there is definitely going to be a shift in the way people listen to music. And I think we have to stop trying to be afraid of how some music sounds. Just because it sounds mm -hmm. different doesn't mean that the heart of the mm -hmm. artist is wrong. You know, and exactly. I think that when you look at the core of what the artist believes and if they truly love God and they're trying the best that they can, that that's really what matters. Um, what advice mm -hmm. would you give somebody right now if they are struggling and they find themselves being drawn to that kind of dark, heavy music that's not glorifying God? What would you say mm -hmm. to, you know, that person right now? I would say that, you know, a lot of people don't think that there's good Christian music. Um, and I'm not even going to talk about my songs because I don't, I don't listen to my songs hardly ever. <laughs> um, it's kind of like, not because I dislike my songs. It's just like, you know, I, I want to hear other things. And there are a ton of great Christian artists out there with the same sounds as all these super popular artists, like very, very just up to date sounds, not just like, because one thing that's commonly said about Christian music is Christian pop is three years behind secular pop and the sound. Hmm. Um, and or like three to five years and there are christian artists but they're actually usually based in the uk um my advice would be to keep clinging to uplifting music and not don't go to i don't want to like name artist names but there there's just obvious ones that you you should probably avoid if you're struggling with being depressed and stuff like that because at the end of the day sad music does not help at all you can relate to the situation right. but it's just going to make you feel worse and that's going for talking about christian music or just like like we're secular it doesn't really matter it's just like if it's a sad song it's going to make you feel worse even if even if a non-christian person would be listening to this podcast i would tell you to listen to christian music because 90 percent of the time or almost i would like to say 100 percent of the time it's going to be uplifting um or find positive sounds and surround yourself with positive people and don't just allow yourself to be alone in this and close yourself off because you think nobody can understand what you're going through because 
there are people that have walked a mile in the same shoes that you have. You might not, they might not be in your direct circle, but you should reach out to people that are further along in their relationship with God and see what they can do to help you. And if they can't help you, they probably know somebody who can, you know? Right. So Mm -hmm. just don't isolate yourself is my best suggestion because I wish that I hadn't. Right. I agree with that 100%. And I really do um, appreciate your words. I think they're really going to help somebody. So I do think for, for me personally, because I wasn't, you know, brought up in the church, I know that music definitely has an effect on my spiritual, you know, awareness and how my mood is and my emotions. And so I remember, um, I'm just going to share this brief story, but uh, when my husband and I were first dating, um, we both struggled with that. We both struggled with just, just some artists that just weren't glorifying God and that, you know, probably didn't have a lot of positive messages. And so we wanted to be better. And so I remember one day we both snapped our CDs in half and threw them out in the trash. And, and I know some people probably are like, Whoa, JC, that's extreme. But honestly, it felt so good. Like it felt so good to just like get rid of that because some things kind of are like garbage for our souls. Like we don't realize the content that we're consuming, whether it's TV or, radio or cds or whatever it all does affect us and i think especially music it's on like another level so yes i completely agree yeah i mean and i don't think that's extreme to do at all i mean and people might disagree with me with that but i mean there are people who i mean when you burn a picture of like you and your ex or something like that i know a ton of teenage girls do stuff like that like you (laughs) get rid of all the things that your ex gave you and blah blah blah, etc it's the exact same thing you want to get rid of that toxic situation and that thing that was bringing toxicity into your life. And I can, I completely understand that. Yeah, that's a good point. It's really getting rid of whatever it is that's toxic to your spiritual health, to your mental health, to you moving forward and kind of getting out of that dark place, right? Exactly. Exactly. That is so awesome. So I want to know what has been, I mean, there's probably, probably just signing a label, but um, if you have a moment, that you can remember, maybe a specific story or not. I know I'm putting you on the spot, so this might be loaded, but do you have like a specific moment where you realize that, wow, like God really is giving me the desires of my heart and what I'm seeing come to pass is just something that I know is all him? Um, yes, actually. Um, and funny that you mentioned that this literally happened yesterday. <laughs> um, but basically, and it, it wasn't something super obvious, like, you know, signing to a label or signing a booking deal or anything like that, um, which all those things are so awesome. And I'm so thankful for that. But recently, I've kind of just really wanted to strengthen myself with God because I'm, I'm going to be going on tour and I want to make sure that I'm, you know, steady before I do those things mm-hmm. and I'm gone all the time. So um, I recently reached out to um, a lady at my church and her name is Bonnie and she's just an incredible singer, like the best singer that I know. Um, and out of anybody I've heard, she's got so much soul and just so much anointing on her voice. And she's just, and she's an incredible person on top of that. Um, and we had a service last, this past Sunday night and, um, the preacher, brother Jermaine was preaching about, um, passing the mantle and talking about Elijah and Elisha and how Elijah passed the mantle onto Elisha. Um, and he was talking about taking up that mantle and going to people who, you know, have the gifts that you are, you know, you feel 
called to and you know the ministries that they're involved in you feel like you're called to do um and so I actually um went and talked with sister Bonnie after the service and I told her I was like I really want a mentor because I haven't really had one um this whole time I mean, Ray has been a very good mentor to me but it's kind of different I mean he's a dude and like yeah dudes are different <laughs> so, yeah they are um, <laughs> He's like a big brother to me, and it's just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And Bonnie's, I think she's she's somebody that I would think is very wise. Um, and so I went to her, and I was like, I really, I would really like you to mentor me, and you know, teach me how I can get closer to God, and teach me like how to, you know, get really connected to Him in my day to day prayers and stuff like that. Because I'm not gonna lie, like that's something that I have struggled with. It's just like you know, really connecting with God while I'm at home. Um, because I feel like there's a lot of different ways that people can do that, and I felt like I had tried every, everything that everybody had told me. Um, and she, uh, she told me that she will, um, because we're both singers. She told me that whenever she she struggled with the same thing, so she will go home and sit at her piano and she'll just sing her favorite songs to God. And that just opens like a portal to connect with him. And I never heard that one before. And so I was like, okay. And you kind of think, okay, if you're a singer, that might be a little bit obvious, but it wasn't to me. And I hadn't really got the chance to do that while I was at home. I still did my normal like daily prayers and stuff, but I, um, I'd been working and stuff like that. And I didn't really have a chance to sit down at my piano or anything like that. So yesterday, um, after I got off work, it just felt like a really, or even while I was at work, I just felt a really strong wave of depression. And I just felt very, um, just very, very sad. And I felt like I was about to cry while I was at work. And I was just very like a train wreck. (laughs) So I, um, I called my mom and I was like, Hey, you know, if I'm a little bit late to church, like I'm, I'm still coming tonight, but I just, I feel like I need to go home and cry. And she was like, okay, she's like, well, I'm praying for you. You know, if you need me, I'm here. And I was like, okay, thanks. And so literally five seconds after I hung up with my mom, like five to 10 seconds, she was like, she called me back. She said, Hey, sister Bonnie just said, you need to call her right now. And I was like, okay, well, I don't have a number. Can you send it to me? She's like, yeah. So I called sister Bonnie. And I said, hey, Sister Bonnie. She said, hey, Elizabeth, how are you? I was like, I'm good. How are you? She's like, no, like, how are you right now? And I said, well, actually, um, I'm feeling really depressed right now. I felt like I was going to go home and just bawl my eyes out. And she said, I know the Holy Ghost told me. And I just wanted to tell you that you need to stay strong. And she just really just spoke a word into my life. And just like how immediate it was, like just made me realize, and I'm getting emotional right now, just thinking about it, just how much God loves me and how much he pays attention to me and the things that I need. You know, I just think of the lyrics like, oh gosh, it's just like, I don't deserve it. And he's just so, so good to me. And it just, it does make me very emotional. And I think that was the biggest thing that has ever happened to me period in my life to make me just feel so loved. Even if it could seem small to some people, it's just so powerful and impactful to me. So. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And that I love when God does that, when he puts people into our lives who can literally speak life to us when we feel like, you know, um, everything is crazy and, and we might feel a little bit crazy, you know, in our emotions and, I just love how he, he brings the right people at the right time for that. Yes, I completely agree. So I did have a question. Um, as somebody who obviously is apostolic, you know, you have, a, you have different convictions than maybe some people in the music industry that you're connected mm-hmm. with. And um, I know there's just so many different denominations who are working in the music industry. 
Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to know, like, generally, for anybody who is apostolic, no matter what environment they're in, whether it's school or college or a workplace, what is the best advice that maybe you can give or that has been given to you on how you can stick to your convictions? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think really it's just, it's who you allow yourself to like to surround yourself with. Um, cause even while you're at school and stuff like that, you have a lot of people to choose from when you're at school and even at work and places like that. Um, and you should, even if you can't find people that are the best Christian people that you can find. And if you feel like you need friends or whatever, like just surround yourself with the best people that you can. And sometimes if you have to, you might have to isolate yourself and go through, through a time of loneliness. And that just might be for your growth. Um, but for me, I just surround myself with people who, and I just tell them like the things that I do and I don't do, you know? Um, and they don't, they're actually very, um, accepting out they're like okay yeah that's, that's fine you know I just be like I just tell them like hey um I don't do this or I don't do that and they're just like okay that's fine we don't do those things like whenever we're in company with you or anything like that and it's it's really great um and not everybody is so accepting and you know gracious about that I think it just depends on the people that you surround yourself with and that's one of the reasons why I really was just so happy to sign with dream because I felt like no matter it was a dream to sign with them because think that they would judge me based on the fact that I wear skirts and that I have long and cut hair or any of those things. They're not going to try to change me and who I am because I feel like being an artist, you know, you're kind of expected to look a certain way and be a certain way and do certain things. And I think I've definitely just being a female apostolic artist just really pushes that boundary. <laughs> but so far, everybody's just been very good to me about it. But I just, you know, keep your prayer life up and keep your word life up and just stay grounded to people in your church, like keep, stay grounded to a pastor. And for me, staying grounded to people like sister Bonnie, I think is a very, very helpful thing for those situations because they can remind you and correct you whenever you're not doing something right, you know, and be willing to take correction when you need to. Yeah. I think that one right there is tough for anybody, no matter what they're going through. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm just so happy that I got a chance to actually speak with you and hear your heart. Like I said, we are definitely big fans of your music around here um, before I even connected with you. And so um, I'm just so thankful for you following after God because you really are making a difference. And I know that um, this is just something that's going to just open doors for other people, uh, other Mm -hmm. apostolics who are looking up to you and to, you know, um, just leaders uh, of just opening doors to different kind of ministries. And I think it's just so important right now in the world that we live in to have apostolic influencers throughout every single industry, especially in our music. So I'm just so grateful for you. So can you just take a minute to share with us where we can find your music, how we can support you and where we can follow you on social media? For sure. Um, So you can find me on, any streaming platform at all um just elizabeth grace and there's there's a few other elizabeth graces so just look up elizabeth grace like myself and that will connect to my um my profile and any of those streaming platforms um you can find me on social media at e g d n d at insta on instagram and on facebook you can find me at elizabeth grace official music um and those are the only two like very active social medias that i have going on right now so and 
you know, just any listen that you have, like any time that you want to listen, that's the best support that I can get is just knowing that I might be helping somebody somehow, you know? So, um, and I appreciate everybody that listens and everybody who supports me. So thank you all so much. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesomeministries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.